Hi, I'm Alois Mungira and you're listening to the CFM Sport Podcast. Z. And it's Messi! It is the cleanest of clean finishes from the best on the planet. It's time for the biggest sports stories. Chelsea, the UEFA Champions League winners of 2021. The biggest interviews. That uh, such a great spectacle is ruined by such such thuggish behaviour. And all the analysis right here. He's the one player that has the arrogance to think that he can play in any stadium in the world and any pitch in the world, in front of any player in the world, and take them on. Every weekday, it's my sport, it's your sport. It's CFM Sport. Let's join the team for the biggest show in the world of sport on CFM Stereo. My station, your station. Fire Friday, everybody, and the party starts right here on ZFM Sport. Our producer, Sean Tafirinika, presenting a three-man attack. And that attack is Alois Bunjira, Chris Meadzi, myself, Mike Madoda. Barry Menandi should be back on the show on Monday. What can you expect as we build up to the weekend on the home front after a two-week break? Action in the Castle Lager Premier Soccer League is resumed and the spotlight falls on new Highlanders coach, Jose Brito, who will preside over his first match when Borso take on Black Rhinos on Sunday. Plus the Zimbabwe Sables coach Brendan Dawson is excited ahead of the test match against Netherlands in Amsterdam which serves as the final preparations for next month's Rugby Africa Cup in France. In international sports news Novak Djokovic and Rafael Nadal headlined the title chase at Wimbledon where eight-time champion Roger Federer the world's top player and cherished ranking points will all be missing. And then around the world in 60 we have updates from Connecticut Oregon as well as Leeds in the United Kingdom. The second half of the show is always the beautiful game and tonight Paris Saint-Germain are open to selling Neymar during the transfer window if an acceptable bid is lodged but the Brazilian international would be hesitant to leave. Mantis Delete wants to leave Juventus after talks over a new contract broke down, an explosive meeting with the club and Christopher Nkunku has signed a new contract with RB Leipzig until 2026 pledging his immediate future to the Bundesliga club following inquiries from Manchester United and Chelsea in recent months. The Home Front Local Sports News and Analysis Faro to Barberfields, Mandava to Nyamunga. All the perfect moments in the Castle Lager Premier Soccer League come together on ZFM Sport. Action got underway this afternoon at the National Sports Stadium. Herentals beating Harare City 2-0. And Aloy's taking a look at that result. Harare City are definitely struggling. And uh, Taurai Manguiro has got his work cut out. And Herentals are performing a lot better than many people expected. Yes, but uh, they're, they're doing well, you know, uh, to actually think that he is playing and he plays and they still do well. Mm. Uh, it shows that the players that are playing, they, they, might, they might have something, you but know, they, they, might, they might actually have something, you know, to actually make up. Wouldn't for, they do better than Chris if Benza wasn't playing? That's exactly That's what I'm saying. That's what it shows that they've got something. But for you know, me, they're actually it's just doing incredibly it. problematic. He's the owner. We've seen it. You've played. You've played with your son. It was fantastic. Mm, yeah, uh, the record. The record is broken. 
everything is great, but give your team the fighting chance because mm. if they're yeah. literally playing with 10 men and they're still able to knock That's out these I mean. results, how much further up the table exactly. could they be if they were playing with an additional very good player and that 11 was solid? Yeah, because those yeah. three points are taking her rentals up to sixth place on 27 points. They're just a point behind a triangle, uh, two points behind Manika who are in fourth. So a decent season for her rentals. Mm. Harare City, it's stop, start, stop, start. 18 matches played and 18 points for Harare City. They are sitting just two, uh, two points above the relegation zone. So there's a lot of work that Taurai Manguiro has got to do. Another man who's got a lot of work to do is Highlanders' new coach, Jose Brito, who preside over his first match when Highlanders take on Black Rhinos on Sunday. Boso ended the first half of the season with 23 points on 16 games. And yesterday, they were awarded three points and a 3-0 scoreline win in the PSL's judgment of their abandoned match with Dynamos. However, Highlanders were handed a 5,000 US dollar fine and Dynamos 7,500 US dollar fine after both being were found guilty of failing to control their fans in the encounter played on the 15th of May. Now, we caught up with Bulawayo-based football pundit Muzuetu Hadebe, who says there is optimism surrounding Jose Brito's first match in charge, but also some fans who are a bit pessimistic. Highlanders fans have expressed uh, mixed reaction in terms of the new coach. Uh, there are some who have said that uh, he is uh, too old. Uh, there are some who have said that uh, uh, his advanced age uh, means that he brings in uh, a whole lot of uh, a wealth of experience into the team. Uh, but there are some also who say uh, he has not really... Uh, been shining when he's a standalone coach and uh, they'll be hoping that uh, he can uh, do very well but uh, each time Highlanders have brought in a foreign coach there's been uh, a significant change in terms of the way the team has performed and that the Highlanders fans will be hoping for that remember uh, even when they brought in Bobby Clark he changed Highlanders so much uh, created a partnership which saw Highlanders having uh, uh, relationships with teams outside uh, uh, Zimbabwe. One of uh, their players, Metin Benklov, who greatly benefited from that arrangement, went on uh, to set up his own Abantu Rovers team. And uh, we saw the quality of players that uh, he produced, uh, players that went on to represent uh, the, the national team. Uh, if you look at Eddie May, he came in, won a couple of uh, titles as well for Highlanders, uh, changed the whole uh, complexion in terms of Highlanders, and that was very uh, significant. If you look at Dijong, also came in, uh, brought in uh, that excitement into the Highlanders team. Of course, he later left them, but uh, having won the Chibuku Super Cup. Uh, so the foreign coaches come in and bring lots of changes. Even if you look, you want to look at um, the Zambians, Dixon Chama bringing in that discipline within the Highlanders team. Uh, Kelvin Kayindo also coming in and uh, bringing in uh, that stability. I think the Highlanders coach who didn't really shine a lot were the likes of uh, Mohamed Fati 
I think uh, he wasn't really shining a lot uh, in terms of uh, producing uh, results for Highlanders. So those are some of uh, the issues that the Highlanders fans will be looking forward to to have uh, performance coming in uh, as foreign coaches and do very well for the club. Muzu Wedo Hadebe was speaking to our producer early on in the day. And of course, Jose Brito will be tested. He arrived in the country about three weeks ago together with his first assistant, Antonio Torres, to replace Mandlampofu and Vekite Mandlovu. And the Portuguese watched the Highlanders beat Harare City 1-0 under the guidance of second assistant coach Joao Lopatla at Barberfields before the break. And uh, just taking a look at this game, Alois versus Black Rhinos, it's very important that he gets off to a positive start. And I think for me, a positive start is all three points and goals in this game. Yeah, I think uh, I think uh, Black Rhinos they're not uh, they're not uh, world beaters in this Premier League. Uh, I think it's a good fixture for him. You know, it could actually be a soft landing for him. I don't know what team Black Rhinos brings at the, um, on Sunday, but uh, he has already started well with three points against Dynamos. You know, you, you got them. You, know, you, <laughs> you, you got three points against Dynamo, so I think he's a boost. They've, they've come under his watch. Attack <laughs> three points. Attack <laughs> three points against Dynamo, which is quite good. But uh, it's going to be a very tough game. It's not going to be easy. Mm. But I don't. I think it's not. It's not the toughest of fixtures in the Premier League. The sort of game it's that uh, you yeah. should win. Yes. Yes. Yeah. yes. It's not the toughest game. So let's see what happens. You know the the enthusiasm, like Musi said. You know the expectation. If, if it starts with the positive result, it can actually bring morale into the Highlanders family. It is going to bring the expectations even higher, but with the, with the happiness in it. Mm. Because right now it's expectation without with doubt. But when they start winning, it's expectation. You could think But to be honest, Mike, they've got the quality. Yeah. Islanders have got the players. Good squad. They've got a good squad so, that can challenge any other team in the Premier League. If they well, if well, he's good enough, well, he's talking he, about that. He should be able to. Talking about that, Chris, let me bring you in. Then perhaps his uh, 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 appointment came at the right time. Yeah. yeah. Because he's, uh, he was appointed just before the mid-season break. Yeah. Which means that he's had at least three weeks to, to have a look at these players mm. uh, and to run his eye over them, see exactly what he can expect from the individual players yeah. and so to be honest we should be able to see his imprint he's in this game versus Black Yeah, fingers crossed and um, he, like you said he's had the time so what time does for him I think he gets to know some of these players mm. he also has um, I think an asset in terms of Joel Lupatla also might be a bit new to the team mm. but he's got a bit more of a feel in terms of these players how they play what's the best way to play how do we get the best out of them and this for me is a decent enough landing for him to be able to do a little bit of you know add his own touch to it but still be able to get a convincing win and like you guys talked about it's very important to bring the Highlanders fans on side. Alois how important is that relationship that uh, uh, Chris has just brought up uh, Joel Lopatla and Jose Brito how important is it for Jose Brito uh, to look to Lopatla for information for counsel and how important is it for Joel Lopatla to win uh, Brito's respect uh, because ultimately that's what it'll come down to yeah you know when Chris was talking about it I actually thought about it in mm. the you ask the same question and I'm like you know what this is very critical 
you know, for him, he has got Joel Lupacha. That relationship has to be on point. Yeah. To be honest. Because if he comes out and he's uh, suspicious mm. of Joel Lupacha, mm. you know, a lot of Zimbabwean coaches... Oh, he doesn't coach, respect Yes, him. a lot of Zimbabwean coaches, they do that. When there's a coach who also wanted the job, they start thinking, good, I don't sabotage, I don't big bite, you know, he snitch. But I think this guy... If he knows what is good for him, to be honest, if he knows what is good for him, Joel Pasha is his man. He'll depend on him for yes. information, for Joel counsel. Joel Pasha is his man. He needs to find ways. Because Joel Pasha is a humble guy. Yeah. He, he still wants to learn. Mm-hmm. You know? So he will you you will you will cause it up to the to, 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 to the new coach and then he is going to be very loyal to this guy. If the coach shows that he has incorporated Joel Pasha, he wants him in the setup and there. But if he's suspicious of Joel mm. Pasha, Joel Pasha will withhold. Yeah. He will stay. And then the, the relationship is not going to work out. the relationship out. is not going to work out. If he embraces Joel Pasha and believes with, this is the man who is here in Zimbabwe, he's my points man in Zimbabwe. I think they can actually have a relationship made in heaven. Yeah, absolutely. Well, let's take a look at the rest of your Castle Lager Premier Soccer League match day 18 fixtures at Sakupa tomorrow to be Cranbourne Bullets taking on a chicken in whilst at Barberfields. Uh, Benjani Marwara takes Ngezi Platinum Stars to play Bulawayo City at the National Sports Stadium in Harare. Dynamos will be away to Yada. Then on Sunday is Tenex taking on FC Platinum at Sakupa. At the National Sports Stadium, Makepe Kepe looking to get their season back on track will be taking on ZPC Kariba. Whilst at Ascot in Gweru, it's Wawa taking on Manika Diamonds at Gibom. It'll be Triangle versus Bulawayo Chiefs. And of course, the game that we've just been previewing at Barberfields, Emma Gumeni, Highlanders, Yiboso Yiboso taking on Black Rhinos, Chawia Chipembele. This is ZFM Sport on a Friday, the weekend preview. Send us your thoughts and your predictions on the games that are coming up in the Castle Lager Premier Soccer League match day 18 on 0731-168-045 Dynamos, can they beat Yada at the National Sports Stadium and complete the double over the Church Boys and then Highlanders, can they beat Black Rhinos, remember Black Rhinos beating Highlanders in the reverse fixture here uh, in Harare and so Highlanders will be looking to beat Black Rhinos for the first time this season, send us your predictions and we'll try and read as many of them as we can during the fan zone. In the meantime, let's talk Zimbabwe rugby where the Sables are up against the Dutch in Amsterdam. Hi, I'm Jesse Krill, Springbok and Blue Bulls backline player. You are listening to ZFM Sports. Zimbabwe Sables coach Brendan Dawson is excited ahead of the test match against the Netherlands in Amsterdam, which serves as the final preparation for next month's Rugby Africa Cup in France. Zimbabwe ranked 34th in the world, have a good opportunity to move up the world rugby rankings as their opponents are number 26. Let's hear from Sables coach Brendan Dawson. The Netherlands preparation has gone very well. We're really excited about the Netherlands test match. Um, obviously, it's important to us going into our World Cup qualifiers that we do well against Netherlands and that we uh, can put, make sure that we can see the process that we've built up to all along um, develops and comes right in within the Netherlands game. Um, it'll be great preparation for us to see, you know, to see and make sure that everything that we've been practicing in the last 12 weeks within Curry Cup has come to fruition. So, you know, I'm really excited and really excited to see if, um, if, if, if it all pans out. And, you know, we've the majority, well, 99.9% of the players are all in camp and we're just waiting for two more just to 
join us, Mafura from obviously the, the Curry Cup final. So he'll join us um, next week. He'll miss the Netherlands game. And then will join us uh, in the up and coming uh, week in preparation for Ivory Coast. So, yeah, look, it's a, it's it's immense. And um, you know, first time, obviously, we've been, we've been around a European tour for many many years, and obviously to play in the Netherlands. So that's also exciting and really really um, positive on our side with regards to um, the friendships and the that we're going to build and and for the future. So it's really exciting. And um, like I said. Thought about the the preparation of the 12 weeks in this test match that we, we see we've all got to, and um, and make sure that it all works. So yeah, very very excited. See. Exciting times. Uh, Brendan Dawson, uh, the coach of the Sables, uh, speaking uh, to our producer earlier. And of course, there's a big character for Zimbabwe. Like I said earlier, they're ranked 34th. Their opponents, the Dutch, are the 26th best team globally. So should Zimbabwe be able to beat the Dutch, it'll mean that Zimbabwe will rise in the world rugby rankings. And that will be a huge morale boost ahead of the Rugby Africa Cup, of course, which will serve as the qualifier for the World Cup, which will be played in France in the year 2023. Now, let's take a look at the starting 15 that has been chosen. Dawson's front row is made up of um, Tyron Fagan, Matthew Manduoma and Klopas Kunduona, while the second row has Sean Bevo as well as Godfrey Muzanago. Uh, making up the loose trio is Jason Fraser, Bisele Letamala and Nyasha Tarusenga. Skipper Hilton Mudariki leads the team at Scrum Off, uh, where he will form a halfback pairing with Marcus Nell who starts at fly half. The rest of the back line has got Shingirai Katsuere, Takuzwa Chiesa, uh, Matthew McNabb, Shane Makombe, and Takuzwa Musingwini. That's the run on 15 for the Sables. Alois, you've got to say that, you know, over the last few months, uh, we've all discussed on the show here and looked with admiration at the level of organization that we've seen within the Sables setup, uh, the preparations, the professionalism that we've seen uh, come through the Sables ranks. I mean, they've seen months in South Africa uh, playing in the Curry Cup First Division getting some really good training and really good game time uh, under the wings. Now they're in Europe preparing to play the Dutch and we, 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 we are speaking so highly of the Sables. I guess the, what we want to see now is that professionalism start to cascade down rugby. Most definitely, Mike, you know, when you look at it, I'm excited as well. You know, the coach is excited. I'm also excited the way they've prepared and the way they've done about, gone about their job. It's actually professional. Mm. This is what we expect from our sport, you know. From then, every sports yes. organization, whether it's cricket, Cold, soccer, soccer netball. Yes. Yeah, don't live with actually. This is the level that mm. we expect. And I'm, I'm, very, I'm very excited about it. But then when you look at it now, they are doing it at the very top. The very top. What are we doing at the... You spoke about the future. Mm. The future is not these guys. Mm. The future is the it's a school 19s, level. Is a school Even level. Below that, yes. under 13s, guys were still in exactly. primary school. So yeah. if we now look at this situation and say this is the way to go, let's go down now. Our under 19s, are they doing the same thing? Mm. Are the under 19s ex- get, getting game time? Are they go- playing against the Netherlands? Are they playing against the the, 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 the under 19s in South Africa in the in the Curry Cup? Are they also doing the, then we go to the schools rugby? Is it on? Even our local rugby now, remember that Lion Laga rugby, yeah. rugby league, is it on? And they are, are they playing competitive rugby? So when we have that kind of thing, and the coach will have his job very easy yeah, to abs- just... Uh, 
go down to pick up the under nine from the under 19 squad you can go and watch the rugby league playing playing in the in, in the lion line then it's easy that way i think this is what we need for every sport in the country but for me i think this is a good start yeah absolutely a very good start and at the rugby africa cup zimbabwe face ivory coast at the start below um say on the first of july should the sables overcome the west africans the next opponents in the semi scheduled for the 6th of july are most likely to be namibia should the namibians take care of Burkina faso in the quarter of finals that is the rugby coming up we give you a local sports news roundup swimming athletics and netball and then we go international with our sports news where we'll be talking a bit of tennis hi my name is ryan kens sunshine tour professional golfer and you're listening to zfm sport We'll start off with some swimming news where Zimbabwe's pair of Nombulam Jimba and Liam Davis could not advance to the semi-finals of their respective events at the FINA World Championships despite posting personal best times in Hungary. Jimba finished 7th in the women's 100 meter freestyle in a time of 1 minute 2.20 seconds and in, he- in heat 3 to set a new personal best. Davis who was competing in the men's 200 meter breaststroke settled for a 7th in time of 2 minutes 19.62 seconds in heat 2 to beat his previous time. In athletics news, Manika Land Athletics Board Chairperson Joshua Matume has said all is set for the return of the Tanganda Half Marathon on Sunday. The event was last held in 2019 before it was struck off the calendar due to COVID-19 restrictions. Top athletes among them, Munyaradzi Jari, Samuel Sitole and Milan Matende were expected to participate in the events which will be held at Motare Sports Club. And we'll finish off with some netball news where the Rainbow Amateur Netball League will take a two-week break after this weekend's round of matches and is set to resume action on the 16th of July. As the curtains close down for the first half of the season, the last round of the first half will be played tomorrow at three venues, White City, Chitungwiza and Mucheke. The teams will also use the break to reboot as well as strengthen their squads as this mid-season's transfer window open today and will shut on the 15th of July. Front of the grid to the back of the net, it's CFM Sport. International Sports News Roundup, where the world comes out to play. Novak Djokovic and Rafael Nadal headline the title chaser at Wimbledon where eight-time champion Roger Federer, the world's top player and cherished ranking points will all be missing. Djokovic is bidding for a seventh title at the All England Club but to move level with US great Pete Sampras, Nadal fresh from a 14th French Open victory and a record extended 22nd major is halfway to the first men's calendar Grand Slam in more than half a century. Now tennis analyst Prakash Amritraj says people should be careful of underestimating Rafa Nadal on grass. Let's add a little bit more good news. He has had this. Hopefully the grass is a little bit softer on his foot. Maybe the points are a little bit shorter. But also, he's one of the guys who has a tremendous amount of experience on the stuff, which not a lot of other people have. He's a very underrated volleyer. He can serve and volley quite well. He uses that backhand slice well. So perhaps someone not everyone's thinking of as a favorite for Wimbledon, but 
who knows? Won the thing twice? Why not a third? He's done everything else impossible in this sport. Z. Well, the situation is simply this. Uh, the decision to ban Russian and Belarusian players in the aftermath of the invasion of Ukraine means there is no place for world number one, Daniil Medvedev, or eighth-ranked Andrei Rublev. Also missing world number two, Alexander Zverev. And uh, But these are players that have never really done well, Chris, at mm. Wimbledon. So it really comes down to Djokovic. And Nadal. Yeah, straight up the favourites. Um, I think it's very clear here. Um, they're the top seeds, meaning if they face each other for the 60th time, it's only going to be in that final. So Is that a lot better than the French Open? A lot better than, than the, the quarterfinals. <laughs> <laughs> I think by the time we got to even the semifinals of the French Open, it was mm. a bit like, okay, who's still playing in yeah. the French Open? So really a lot more exciting. And I think for any tennis fans, this tournament, I think, look, Roger, uh, Roger Federer being missing is obviously going to be um, a little bit sad. Um, and it's going to take away from the fireworks that we would expect. But I think still having these top two players is going to be absolutely incredible. Well, Nadal a lot better on grass because if you take a look at uh, his record, it's not too bad. Two titles. Mm. Uh, he's also lost three finals. So he is able to go deep in this tournament. But you've got to say that Djokovic probably has the edge in this one. Yeah, I think Djokovic, when you just take a look at, first of all, how he plays. I think he plays with a certain amount of steel, I think, in this tournament that is going to be absolutely necessary to for him to go deep get into the semi-final and the final so he does have a little bit of that edge um, I think also when you're just taking a look at his record he definitely has a bit more of an edge there well what would Wimbledon be if we didn't talk of Serena she's now ranked 1204 <laughs> in the world and she doesn't have a single competitive singles match in uh, 12 months Serena Williams of course will be featuring at Wimbledon Let's hear from her. She spoke about her preparations after playing in this week's Eastbourne International. Yeah, it's been it's been good. I've had some really good training leading up to Wimbledon, and in, in, up to this tournament, been just really hitting the ball well and um, just working out and work. It's been working, so it's just been connecting. I think I will always enjoy the competitive side, and I think um, there's a part of me that will always no matter what happens, we'll always miss it. So yeah, I think I wasn't thinking about whether I was missing it. I was just recovering and taking time off um, and just taking mental breaks. And, um, but yeah, now when I'm back, it's like, especially this match in particular, it's like, okay, you really remember the competitiveness and then you start to miss it. Chris, uh, Serena Williams uh, drawn to face uh, Frances Hamoni Tani the first round of Wimbledon as she returns to singles action after a year away. I mean, I don't even think the most optimistic of fans <laughs> think she can win. What would present a good tournament for Serena? I think a good tournament for Serena, I think if she can get up to, and this is not in, in you know, to spite her, she's mm. still the absolute best, but I, I think if she can hit the quarterfinals, mm. I think it, it, it creates a very good starting point for her to get back into the game. Because, Anything after that you feel is a bonus? Yeah, I think that's that would be fantastic on her part, because like she talking about this sport is incredibly competitive uh -huh. so you don't take this long hiatus and come back and, and go just straight win. into a final <laughs> and you just kind of win it so I think we need to pace our expectations of her and I think when you hear her speak she's also pacing herself because she understands exactly what it takes for her to get back to getting into those finals and winning them closing them out convincingly uh, let's not forget she's also of course uh, turning 41 yeah. in three months time so 
she's no longer a spring chicken. Who do you look to uh, on the women's draw to get the business done? Uh, um, I, I'm going to go with um, Aika Sviatek. I think she's shown, she's world number one, of course, mm-hmm. but I think she's also shown through the last few tournaments, she's 21 years old, but again, another player who plays with absolute steel. And I think, especially in the women's draw, if you're going to get consistency, if you're going to get a number of finals closed out, that's what you need. So her, a um, little bit cold on grass, but I think coming into this tournament, definitely one of my favorites. Hi, this is Billie Jean King. This is Marion Bartoli. I'm Matt Villander. This is Mary Carrillo. I'm Sandra Winka. I'm Leighton Hewitt. This is Yannick Noah, and you're listening to ZFM Stereo, Sport and a whole lot more. Z. Around the world in 60 seconds. International Sports News. We're going to take off in Connecticut where Rory McIlroy continued his impressive form as he shot an 8 under 62 to share the opening round lead with JT Poston at the Travelers Championship. McIlroy, who won the Canadian Open earlier this month, was in contention on the final day of last week's US Open, made eight birdies at TPC River Highlands to tie his lowest opening round on the PGA Tour. Action at the Travelers Championship continues throughout the weekend. In Oregon, Shakari Richardson, remember her, failed to advance past the first round in the women's 100 meters at the U.S. Track and Field Championship as she came fifth. The weekend's U.S. Championship in July, Richardson was placed 23 overall, can still make the World Championship team as she's competing in the 200 meters. Mike, she shot to fame. Everybody was behind her. She made a mistake and just kind of fell off the face of the earth yeah, for a little bit. I don't think she's recovered from that. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's, it's, it's very difficult. And um, that's what we were talking about. We were talking about Kudamahachi. Uh, mm-hmm. And uh, thank God it's happened sort of like at the latter stages of Kudamahachi's career. Yeah. Because out there, the media is unforgiving. The scrutiny mm-hmm. is really harsh. And you can tell that she, she hasn't really recovered from what transpired when she made that mistake. Unfortunately, the time might not still be there when she... Is back mentally. And we'll touch down in Leeds where England are now batting on day two of the third and final test against New Zealand as the visitors were bowled out for 329 in their first innings at Headingley. England at the moment 209 for six. Um, they trail by 120 runs and they are currently in 38 overs. Yeah. The hits live. I don't want to know why the one thing in my We're way. You home, 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 loving you so. You're why the one thing in my way. Here. See. Fan zone. Get in touch with the team and have your say your way. Operator. Good evening to Nyararai Motema in Prospect. Uh, your prediction has come through. Caps United to win, Bosa to win, and there'll be a draw for Dynamos. Uh, that's not the start that Tundirai Ndiraya would want, isn't it, Chris? And he's actually going to say, I told you this two-week break was going to be bad for us. He he did say, you know what, and I think he was just trying to manage fan expectations that, um, oh, we don't like this two-week break, oh, the momentum, blah de blah blah So hopefully that's not the result. I'm sure Dynamos is going to get straight back into... Uh, they're winning ways. Hi, my favorite sports team. It's Babawe Nyasha. And who is the player who was interviewed by Alois yesterday? His story is heartbreaking. Louis, who yeah. were you chatting to yesterday? That was Samson Chorua. Samson Chorua. Of course, one of the tragedies of uh, Zimbabwe football. Yeah, definitely. You know, even myself, you know, I was heartbroken. You know, my heart was bleeding when I was listening to uh, uh, to what he was saying. Uh, I, th- I think something still needs to be done. It's not too late. 
he is still around he's still a young man and uh, something still needs to be done did you feel like our clubs hello is that our clubs don't do more uh for 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 their players in such situations because it's almost been the zimbabwean tradition that uh, once a player is injured they they are discarded yeah they're yeah. put on the waist hip and no one really ever cares about them yeah that's the biggest problem that we have uh, mike in in this country you know when you look at uh, teams like you know jaimu jambu you know he got injured uh, playing for Kaiser Chiefs you know he's a Zimbabwean boy and he's well taken care of Kaiser Chiefs uh, got his insurance and uh, he's well taken care of he's still in the structures of Kaiser Chiefs now he's part of the uh, their development structures and everything like that and this is a boy that got injured when he was still in high school for Dynamos with all the prospects future looking bright mm. and career cut short and they just discard him and they probably they don't even know where he is right now you know i i still my my heart still my, my heart is still bleeding uh, for this boy and i i still believe that something needs to be done the club needs to own up they still need to do something for this boy and i think it's just unfortunate um just in terms of how lacking we are in terms of our financial systems because you just talked about Kaiser Chiefs having insurance yeah. how many of our football clubs are insured for some of these eventualities and that's one thing i'm it not sure it comes from the premier soccer league it comes from the they psl yes but i think also just when you take a look at our insurance companies are they able to cover some of those things is there someone who's happy to to be the underwriter for some of these things so it's yeah, it's, it's so, very it's very, it's tricky. very tricky we kept united and you could actually see that they they were not forthcoming it's very tricky but i think yeah. that's also a symptom of the environment let's come to colin good evening to you regular contributor you say welcome guys brito just not the man for bosa well we don't know How yet do you know yeah. that? Let's give the man a chance. Uh, <laughs> Anzi, Madam Serena's voice serenading like her performances. Well, we haven't had any for the last year oh, or so. Uh, <laughs> so we're hoping that she can put in. I think uh, we just don't want Serena to be embarrassed. You know, mm. first round, mm. second round loss. I, I don't think she at the age. A bit far. Yeah, yeah, at the yeah. age of 41, I think. Uh, I think she's still looking for that elusive win, isn't yes. it? Yes, yeah, it's just the one more. It's just one more. And I think that's what she's literally telling herself as she gets into every tournament is just, just one, the one more. Just, just one, one I one just more. need to get one more. And I think that's what she's going for is that level of invincibility to say that she's done it. And when you take a look at the women's draw at the moment, it doesn't look like there's any prospect of someone coming to do something similar to what she did. Lackers, uh, good evening, guys. Local football is back. I think FC Platinum is good. It's going to be the team to beat in the second half of the season. Mapeza seems to have finally found good partnerships in his younger players. The Sables are going in the right direction. I like the preparations. One more message here. Uh, as we wrap it all up and uh, it's a football message and Anzi, the rumours uh, to Barcelona for Neymar are there every transfer summer. I really don't think Barcelona will sign him because he's not needed there anymore. Maybe Chelsea or Juventus will sign him but all I know is his wages will be the problem for any club that need him. Well, the Neymar story is first up in the beautiful game. Your, your hit mu- music station. My station. Your station. It's everybody's station. Z FM Stereo. The big leagues. The big teams. The big players. The beautiful game on ZFM Sport. 
Well, PSG are open to selling Neymar during the transfer window if an acceptable bid is lodged. That, of course, are the reports that are coming out of Europe. But the Brazilian international would be hesitant to leave. The Parisians are said to be keen on building a more humble squad made of local players. But one of Neymar's agents said he is still dreaming of winning the Champions League with PSG. Football pundit Stuart Robson says PSG needs to get rid of Neymar for the PSG project to work. If you want to get away from bling bling and you want to get away from whatever the other things he said, party football and all that sort of stuff, there's one person you have to get rid of. Until you get rid of him, you're always going to be bling bling and party football. And that's Neymar because he's the problem, I think, for PSG. He might be a great individual player, but he doesn't do it consistently enough. He's not a team player. It's impossible for the manager to get a shape of the team when you've got somebody like Neymar playing. And he's everything that a bling bling player is. And I would say to, to sort all that out, you've got to get rid of him first. To sort out all that, you've got to get rid of him first. And uh, there's speculation, Chris, that there might be a, a cultural reset at PSG. Yeah, and, and I, I don't think for any kind of cultural reset, you need a renegade like Neymar as part of that team. I think when you look at Neymar, he's always been a very distinctive kind of talent, uh, player. Um, incredible talent, but also... Um, colourful. Colourful. That's a great word, <laughs> Michael. Thank you. He's always been very colourful, um, very sharp with his words and also his actions. I think Neymar has always been the subject of talk and not always in a great way. There's a certain way he lives his life that I don't think would fit into any kind of cultural reset that PSG would want to do. Uh, Alois, what do you make of his time at PSG? Uh, He leaves Barcelona for uh, a world record fee in 2018. Has he achieved what he should have achieved at PSG? Has he underachieved? What have you made of his time? The time that he spent, the four years that he's been in Paris? Uh, first of all, Mark, I think the move was wrong, totally, you know, for his career, actually. Mm-hmm. He, it was wrong because he was at a time where we thought that he could actually go for the Ballon d'Or, you know, at the time when we thought that maybe she, he can actually be the, the heir to the throne. Yeah, Messi and, uh, and Cristiano Ronaldo. Then he went to PSG where we knew that the French League was not going to make him win the Ballon d'Or. Same with Mbappe. He is not going to win the Ballon d'Or at PSG. Let's be honest, he, he, he won't win it. You know, so Neymar made that move and then uh, everything, for me, I think everything went down here because the time he, at the time when he was at Barcelona, he was at the top, at the very top of the game. Although he was under mm. Messi, everybody knows that. You know, it's undoubted. Everyone recognized him as, yeah, yeah. Yeah, as one of the top three players exactly. in the world. In Messi, the world. Ronaldo, Ronaldo, Neymar. Neymar. Yeah. Yeah. Then when he went to PSG, that fell off. He fell off the wagon. Yes. Then the, then comes the story of the bling bling. You know. <laughs> To be honest, I, I don't have a problem with somebody who, mm, with, who is colorful, who has got bling. What is wrong with being bling bling? Even mm, Cristiano Ronaldo is a bling bling. Mm. There's nothing wrong with it. It's the character that is much more important. What does he do to the dressing room? What does he do to the team that I should consider wrong? Because after the match, I go out and I dress well mm. and I'm in the limelight. 
and I do I, I don't see a problem I don't see I don't see I don't see a problem with that but if he's affecting the mm. team if his behavior is affecting the team if he's going clubbing if he's do he's not coming for training and his behavior is affecting the team then I have a problem with that because you cannot say that everybody you must all dress yeah, everyone must be the same I don't agree with let that. me read this this is something that um, the PSG owner uh, said today the president uh, he's quoted as saying dreams are one thing reality is another perhaps we should change our slogan dream bigger is good but today we must be realistic we don't want flashy bling bling anymore it's the end of the glitter we want players who love the club who love to fight who love to win that's what he said and we want this mentality to spread throughout the club so it's not necessarily targeting neymar chris it's not necessarily targeting neymar um but i think people would take it as that because of the words that he's using Mm. and the fact that we are able to immediately associate those phrases with With a particular player Mm. i think is very evident of you know what he said something without picking anyone out intentionally but we all caught what he was saying Okay, Washi in Cape Town says, hello, fake news. <laughs> Neymar has fun on his Instagram story. I don't think he's going anywhere. You guys are so good. I'm stuck on your show every weekday. Thank you so much for listening to us, Washi, uh, out in Cape Town. Well, let's indulge the speculation, shall we? Uh, where can he possibly head to? Uh, you know, Barcelona has got his problems in terms of they don't want to pay above a certain wage. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. So that automatically makes that problematic. Can Neymar come down from 500,000 a week to 200,000. I don't think that's possible. 600,000. Yeah, yeah, I don't think he's... He, I think he's giving up too much. Which leaves, realistically, for me, Juventus and Chelsea? I, I don't think he will get that much at Juventus either. You know, Juve, Juventus can pay. They paid Ronaldo those amounts. Yeah, but uh, Ronaldo was, in his, uh, was a different <laughs> type of player altogether. Mm. Ronaldo, you know, yeah, yeah, Ronaldo's he, Ronaldo. Yeah, he was bringing a lot more. Mm. You know, from not just so from, you the, think from the you from, he's the, not, from the he's, pitch. He's not an attractive yeah. option? Yes, Neymar, Neymar, Neymar doesn't bring what Ronaldo was bringing mm. to the club. You know, to let's let's be honest here. Uh, so I, let's talk I, Chelsea. I don't know. Chelsea, yes. If the own, we don't know about the new owners mm. either. You know, if it was Abramovich, it was possible. I thought it could, it, could, it, could, it could happen. It was no, I know that Abramovich, I don't know why I another name. I know that bling bling. You know, that was a bling bling co- uh, owner of, of a club. So, okay. <laughs> so, so but, uh, my, so, message, my message is that we have I don't know about this one. As Neymar is more of a fashion model than a footballer. Nah, people uh, shouldn't uh, know my we, we talked about it. He was number three in the world. He's a good footballer. Bling bling. Uh, I've, I've seen I don't, it. I don't think that's the bling bling that is being talked about I think when they talk about bling bling they're talking about the ah, entire life this no, one. He's talking about yeah more, but more it's model. the entire it's lifestyle cold. outside of it so when you take a look at Neymar Neymar hosts some of the biggest parties and will fly yeah, that's my problem will, yes. fly, will fly for the parties he'll he never misses his mm. sister's birthday every year he hosts the party only he he's injured got an at around injury. that same time exactly. as well. yeah, that, so, yeah that's a problem that not not clothes no, and, no, no, and, and, and machine another message yeah, as, I don't have a problem as with Neymar that. and Russell Westbrook in D6 and D9 <laughs> bad for locker room <laughs> chemistry <laughs> the Nerazzurri the Black and Blues Inter Milan Varela and of all the people 
of all the people, Arturo Vidal. The Jello Rossi, the yellow and reds, AS Roma. Pedro, he'll have a go. Oh, it's goals. Sensational goal from Pedro as Roma double their lead in the derby. La Viola, the purple ones, Fiorentina. Great support play. Wonderful goal. And Castrovilli, two in two for him. What a fine breakaway goal from Fiorentina. The Bianconeri, the black and whites, Juventus. Ronaldo seals yet another three points for Juventus. Tough yet colourful. The best of Italian football on Z. Just going to say oh, what's up uh, to Shadrach. Uh, he says he's enjoying the ZFM football news out in South Africa. Well, it's a pity, Shadrach. We've just got about uh, three and a half minutes. <laughs> uh, but you can catch us every Monday through to Friday, five past six. And, of course, uh, we're going to give you a couple of quick uh, transfer updates here. Mattis Delict wants to leave Juventus after talks over a new contract broke down in an explosive meeting with the club. The Dutch defender who joined the Juve in 2019 in a deal worth £67 million has told the Italian Giants that he wishes to be sold putting the likes of Chelsea and Manchester United on a red alert. Uh, over to Germany, Christopher Nkunku has signed a new contract with Leipzig until 2026, pledging his immediate future to the Bundesliga club following inquiries from Manchester United and Chelsea in recent months. Two things to take from this, Chris, for me. Uh, the fact that, you know what, he's recommitted to Leipzig. Uh, I, I thought some of the bigger clubs would have come in for him. Yeah. Uh, very attractive uh, buy in my... And, and then secondly, yeah. it means that whenever he's going to be sold, he's going to cost a pretty penny. Yeah, he's going to... And I think that's exactly what was part of this movie. Nah, <laughs> the next I, I, movie yeah, yeah, the pretty penny. Time out and long-term contract. contract. Yeah, yeah, just yeah. like you are, you are a hot property, my guy. You sign a contract Yeah, then uh, Tottenham Hotspur are expected to submit a bid for Everton star Richarlison in the coming days. The North London team hope to meet with the strikers' agents to discuss a deal for the 25-year-old. And you've got to say, Alois, that he's probably outgrown Everton. He would be a good addition, I think, to Tottenham. Yeah, I think I think I think he needs he needs to make a move. You know, just like Rafinha, his uh, compatriot. Mm. I think move from Leeds he, as well. He has to move from. Leave. You know, they survived, yes. Live Everton survived, yes. But it's high time. They, they those two men, they, they, they made it for the for the clubs. They they actually played a big part in the survival of the two clubs. But they need to move on. They need to move on to bigger things. If they don't move now, I don't. Uh, it, it's 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 gonna be very difficult for them to move again. You know, if they tie, they get tied down to another long-term contract, it's going to be very difficult. I believe that these two should move. In this window. No, in this window. And of course, uh, there is uh, that belief that Tottenham are coming in for him as Conte uh, continues to build what could be a formidable team heading into next uh, season. Well, that's all we have on this evening's show, the weekend preview here on ZFM Sport. Enjoy the weekend, Zimbabwe. Play it safe and keep it clean. And let's do this again Monday, five past six. Messi! It is the cleanest of clean finishes and the best on the planet. The biggest sports stories. Chelsea, the UEFA Champions League winners of 2021. The biggest interviews. That uh, such a great spectacle is ruined by such such thuggish behaviour. And all the analysis right here. He's the one player that the arrogance think that he can play in any stadium in the world on any pitch in the world, in front of any player in the world, and take them on. Every weekday, it's my sport, it's your sport. It's ZFM Sport.
on ZFM Stereo. My station, your station. Hi, this is Mike Mandel, and you can catch me and the team for all the latest breaking news out of the world of sport, local as well as international, on your favorite station, my station, your station, ZFM. We are Z Team on ZFM Sport. Z.